From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world, from Mexico, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Germany, uh, Taiwan, India, here in the United States. Thank you so much for all the support. Thank you for rating, subscribing, reviewing, downloading the podcast. Thank you for following along on Instagram and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We have a super stacked show for you guys today. I hope you all enjoyed your Monday. It is Tuesday, June 15th, and we have a lot to talk about. We had a pretty good Monday Night Raw last night. A lot of news and notes coming out of that. We're going to be going into the Wrestling DeLorean and talking about the sixth episode of NWA TNA from 2002. So, without further ado, let's get into the Super Stack show because there is a whole lot to talk about. So, let's get into it right now. What's up, everybody? I hope all is well, and I hope everyone enjoyed their day yesterday. I hope everyone's having a good morning so far. Whether you listen to this on your drive to work, have a safe day, have a good day, have a positive day. And you know what? I just want to, you know, take this time to say I really appreciate all our fans. Like, this is insane. I, I would have never imagined the support and love that this podcast gets. So thank you so much for all the fans that make this show possible. Without you, there is no us. I always say that, but I truly mean it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And that is why I still do this every single day. I uh, am still dealing with some pneumonia. So if I sound a little weird, if I sound a little off, forgive me. Still battling pneumonia, but I can't wait until I get into today's episode, so let's get started. In the news, it is believed backstage with an impact that Moose will be staying. It is believed that he signed a contract to stay with Impact Wrestling. That is really big for Impact because losing a wrestler to the caliber of Moose will be a big hit to them. Moose is a bona fide star. And he's a future world champion. Why he hasn't held the champion yet is beyond me. I think this man needs the world title. He is one of the most overall gifted wrestlers on that roster. So I want to see Moose continue to rise up the ranks and become a champion. He came very close this past Saturday against Kenny Omega at Against All Odds. So what's next for Moose in Impact? We shall see, but he is definitely staying. Someone who will not be staying with their respective company, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, is Selena De La Renta. It seems that she is finishing up with MLW and she will be debuting in WWE soon. She's on the WWE radar. 
this is a huge hit for MLW because ever since MLW came back from the grave, let's say, a couple years ago, one of the biggest names that they created as a homegrown star is Selena De La Renta, the uh, leader of Promociones Del Dorado. This is uh, a big hit because they had two big, big stars in the making with Selena and MJF and they lost MJF to AEW and they're losing Selena and Selena's just been absolute gold on this show. Everything Selena touched turned into gold. She had that Midas touch. Yeah. But really, really uh, happy for her. Her career continues to progress. It just is a big hit for MLW, but it will be a big addition to WWE. I'm not exactly sure her ring skills. Uh, She's an amazing manager. She's being bought in as a manager. That would be phenomenal. She is an amazing mouthpiece. She talks really well. She cuts a great promo. She is believable. And yeah, I mean, sky's the limit for Selena De La Renta. I know that Court Bauer in the past talked about that she's very hands-on with the backstage production meetings. And she's like a sponge. She likes to learn more and always sucks up new uh, information. So she she definitely is going to go far in this wrestling world. And I'm really proud of her. So, big shout out to Selena De La Renta. PW Insider saying that WWE will potentially return to Saudi Arabia in the fall. That might cause a little controversy again. But WWE's deal with the Saudi Prince is not up yet. I believe they signed a 10-year deal. Um, They will be returning in the fall for probably one of those big stadium shows in Saudi Arabia. So... I don't know how many wrestlers are going to want to travel to Saudi Arabia, especially after the pandemic. So we shall see what happens with that. But it's always controversial when we talk about WWE and Saudi Arabia, right? Josh Alexander from Impact Wrestling, the current X Division champion, will be debuting on New Japan Strong. It is really good to see Josh Alexander getting his roses in uh, wrestling right now. And it's also really cool to see the um, partnership between New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling continue to blossom. These are two companies that were partnered up in the past and because of stupid politics didn't, you know, didn't end up too well. But really cool to see the addition of Josh Alexander to New Japan Strong. And also we got a crossover here because we also on this week's episode of Impact Wrestling, we're going to have yet another Satoshi Kojima match to go against Rhino, which is... A first-time ever matchup, I believe, Rhino versus Kojima, and that should be a really good matchup as well. So the New Japan and Impact Wrestling partnership is blossoming here, and it's really good to see. It has been reported, and we talked about on this podcast, about Samoa Joe returning to NXT. I speculated on yesterday's episode that he may be next in line to face Karrion Cross, but... That doesn't look like it's going to be the case because it is being reported that Samoa Joe has still yet to be cleared to wrestle. And if he comes into NXT, it will be in a non-wrestling capacity. Um, a lot of people are speculating that he's going to be William Regal's enforcer. That's what William Regal was talking about, needing change. We'll see what happens, but it's a shame because Samoa Joe, I believe, still has so much to offer in the ring. No matter what he does, I just hope that he is on camera because Samoa Joe is a great on-air wrestler, commentator, announcer, personality, promo guy. So whatever it is, Samoa Joe deserves to be on camera. I hope it's not an off-camera thing. But if he's in a non-wrestling capacity, 
then obviously I think that the go-to will be for him to be the enforcer to none other than William Regal. So that's the news and notes for Tuesday, June 15th. Starting real soon on this podcast, we will be adding a couple new segments. We're going to be adding some interviews during the week with uh, some wrestlers, some local wrestlers. We're going to try and get on the show. We're also going to be adding a segment where I answer Questions from the news bag. We're going to have people sending their questions to the email or on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and I will answer questions live on the uh, show here. So, new segments being added to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. This podcast continues to grow, it gets bigger, better, and badder every single week. So, if you want to start sending in questions, please send them to Wrestling DeLorean Pod at Instagram. We're going to be answering as many questions as possible so there is no limit ask whatever you like make sure you follow us on tiktok at wrestling delorean pod as well when we come back we'll be talking about last night's monday night raw we'll go in depth on what was a crazy main event we'll talk about alexa bliss and her return to the ring and much much more so stay tuned we'll be right back Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into last night's Monday Night Raw episode live from the Thunderdome on June 14th, 2021. We had a stacked main event. We had craziness go down in the main event. This was the go-home show to WWE's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this Sunday. So let's see how Raw did. I personally... I personally liked it better than what Raw has been giving us the last couple weeks. It wasn't a great show, but still was a good show. So let's talk about that right now. We're going to do something a little different. I want to get right into the main event right away here. 
The main event was Drew McIntyre versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. And I personally thought that this was a great, great matchup. These two guys have wonderful chemistry. I always thought that AJ Styles wrestles really well with a bigger man in the ring with him. And he bumps well for the bigger guys. Um, Drew McIntyre works really well with the smaller guys. So it just worked vice versa. And I personally really like both of these guys. AJ Styles is, without a doubt, my favorite wrestler of the... Well, ever since the new millennium, AJ Styles is my favorite wrestler. I really am a big fan of his, and I really want to see him do a lot more than what he's been doing. So I think having him in a singles match in the main event of Raw against the number one contender is a big deal for him. And it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good uh, reminder that AJ Styles is not just his tag team comedy wrestler. He is still an elite, no pun intended, great wrestler and one of the best in the world today. So I enjoyed this matchup, even though we did not get a finish, all hell broke loose in the end. We had Bobby Lashley interfere, which led to the Viking Raiders interfering, which led to the main event of Raw actually becoming a six-man tag. We had the Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles, Omos, and Bobby Lashley. And this was a very fun match. The interactions between Bobby Lashley and Ivar were really good. The interactions between AJ Styles and McIntyre were good. Having Bobby Lashley teaming up with Omos was really cool. Um, really crazy stuff and a real good main event to go into the pay-per-view this Sunday because we're going to be getting the Viking Raiders versus AJ Styles and Amis. Amis, that sounded horrible. Versus Omos. And we're going to be getting Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. And boy, did this set up crazy implications for Hell in a Cell because at the end of this matchup, we did have Drew McIntyre actually hit the Claymore kick and get the 1-2-3 victory on Bobby Lashley, who is the current WWE champion. So the number one contender pins the pins the world champion. What does this mean for Hell in a Cell? You got to tune in this Sunday to find out. Hell in a Cell is really shipping up to be a really good show too, by the way. We have... Uh, on the SmackDown side, Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio inside of Hell in a Cell. Here we have uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley inside of Hell in a Cell. So it should be really, really fun. Um, also on the show, Alexa Bliss finally returned to the ring. Like I've been saying, the, the stuff that she's been doing with Lily and Shayna and Nia has been cringeworthy as hell in my opinion. And I personally am not a fan of this. I wanted to see Alexa Bliss back in the ring, so I i mean, it's tolerable if she's getting in-ring work. It's tolerable, the storyline is tolerable if she's also working in the ring, because to be honest, to have her just sitting around on a fucking swing talking with a doll, and the doll's supposed to be scary, and she doesn't do anything every week, that shit was getting boring and old fast, so I'm glad that she's getting back in the ring. She wrestles Shayna Baszler at Hell in a Cell this Sunday, but to set up that match, we had her versus Nia Jax tonight um, on this episode of Raw. This also was a WrestleMania rematch from a few years ago when Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss fought at WrestleMania 34. Pretty good matchup. Wasn't special. Ended up in the DQ finish, but good to see Alexa Bliss getting back in the ring. We had a matchup between, and it didn't go long, but we had a matchup between Jeff Hardy and John Morrison. John Morrison and Jeff Hardy had some crazy spots. It was a sprint, really crazy action here. It didn't last long, like I said. 
unfortunately, because I would have liked to see these two go longer. Um, John Morrison picks up the victory. Big win for Johnny uh, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Blackcraft, John Morrison. Big victory for Johnny here. He he was a world champion when leaving the Indies. Comes to WWE and hasn't really reached that next level. So maybe a big singles push for John Morrison is due. I, I would think so. But like I said, big victory here. After the match, Jeff Hardy's in the ring. Cedric Alexander comes out. He says that. He wants to challenge Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy puts his career on the line if he can't be Cedric Alexander. So they have a match right after the Morrison and Jeff Hardy matchup, and this was a really good matchup too, but this time Jeff Hardy came out on top. Jeff Hardy picks up the victory here against Cedric Alexander. So he saves his career for at least this week. I don't know why you have a... Superstar, a megastar to the caliber of Jeff Hardy, and you do not use him to elevate your younger talent. You don't got to do this stupid, oh, well, I'm putting up my career, blah, 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 blah. You could have just had Cedric beat him to continue to build Cedric. You could have just had Morrison beat him to continue to build Morrison. But instead, we're making it all about Jeff. When Jeff should be used to create the next superstar. The next charismatic enigma. That's why I think Jeff Hardy will fit well with AEW. Because WWE is not using the star power of Jeff Hardy to their advantage. Imagine if Jeff Hardy comes to AEW. Not only does Jeff Hardy have the opportunity to make stars out of guys like Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. Imagine the Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy match. Imagine the charismatic enigma versus the weird enigma of Darby Allen. But you would also have the opportunity to team up the Hardy brothers and both Hardy brothers could elevate some of the younger tag teams on that roster as well. Imagine the Hardys versus the private party. Imagine the Hardys versus the Varsity Blondes. Imagine the Hardys versus the Lucha Bros or versus... Uh, top flight or the dark order to really elevate these teams. WWE is not using Jeff Hardy to his full advantage. And I think that Jeff Hardy may need to go elsewhere if he's not actually contemplating retirement. So that's my opinion on that. Um, Eva Marie was set to wrestle Naomi on this show. This was supposed to be her return to the ring, but instead surprise, surprise, she brings out the main roster debut of Piper Nivens who wrestled on NXT and NXT UK. She was also in the Mae Young Classic. She wrestles Naomi, and she picks up the victory. So Piper Nevins and Eva Marie will be a duo here. Uh, Maybe Eva Marie has her doing her dirty work. We'll see. We also had a really good tag team match. I enjoyed it between the New Day and Team RK-Bro. The team of RK-Bro really is growing on me. I think that uh, at Hell in a Cell, we'll have... AJ and Omos defeat the uh, Viking Raiders, and then we'll have the team of Team RK Bro and AJ Styles and Omos go for the uh, Tag Team Champions, I believe, at SummerSlam, which will be the next event. So I I really am a fan of 
the dynamic of Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. At first, this team seemed really thrown together, and it really didn't seem like it was going to work. But, yeah, these guys have great chemistry with each other. And it's hilarious. It's it's comedy gold. I really am enjoying it. So, keep on pushing Team RK, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I think that they need to move past this feud with the New Day. Not really feeling that. Um, what's next for them? I... I I do like that they didn't just throw them together and give them a, a tag team title shot. Because at the end of the day, that's not how you build tag teams. Look at look at what's going on right now with um, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is not really able to get her feet from under her on the main roster because she debuts, they throw her instantly into a title shot, and she wins. And then what? Where's the rise? Where Where's the ascension to the top? Team RK Bro is a new tag team that just got thrown together. You can't give them a title shot right away. They have to wrestle against tag teams and build their stock up before they just get a title shot. So they're actually doing that right. Team RK Bro versus the New Day, good matchup. They did defeat what was one of the WWE's best tag teams of all time. Former, I believe, 10-time tag team champions now. The New Day has so many tag team champions. So... Big win for Team RK, bro. And this was a good episode of Raw. I was I was a fan of this episode of Raw, like I said. I'm giving it 3.5 out of 5 stars. I, I, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to check out Hell in a Cell this Sunday. We'll see what happens there. But so far, WWE's been starting to pick the ball up a little bit, knowing that they are going to be returning to live crowds. They had to get shit moving. So I, I appreciate them picking the ball up and getting stuff moving. So good episode of Raw. I'm excited to see what is to come. I'm excited for NXT tonight. So much going down. So, before we get into anything else, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then when we get back, strap in your car seat, hop in the DeLorean. We're going to be going back in time to July 24th, 2002, episode 6 of NWA TNA. The very first episode from the Asylum. So, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of TNA The Asylum Years. This is episode 6. On this episode, TNA finally debuts at the Nashville Fairgrounds. National Fairgrounds, it is the home of TNA for about the next 2-3 to three years here. And it is deemed the TNA Asylum. We have a stacked show here, so let's get into it. This was actually a really good episode. And they've been really good the last couple weeks. They've been really growing, so let's get into the stacked episode. The show starts out with Jeff Jarrett. He's in the ring. He's swinging a chair at security right away. As soon as we come on the air, he's decking security with the chair. He calls out Ken Shamrock. He says that he won't leave the ring until he gets his title shot tonight. Ken Shamrock is backstage. He's destroying security as well. Bill Barons comes to the ring, and he says that Jeff Jarrett is suspended for the next 60 days, which leads to Jeff Jarrett hitting Bill Barons with a chair. Shamrock comes out. We have a monster brawl between Shamrock and Jeff Jarrett. Monty Brown and Apollo come out. They are holding back Shamrock. And Jeff Jarrett hits Ken Shamrock with the chair and then bails. Ken Shamrock goes into an absolute rage. Crazy-ass segment to start off the show. First matchup of the show, we have the debut of the Amazing Red, who is one of the most innovative wrestlers of the new millennium here. And he goes against the standout low-key. And boy, was this a crazy-ass matchup. Really good action here. Crazy X Division action. This was just fast-paced. It looked like a kung fu movie in there. Really good chemistry between these two guys. Great, great matchup. Loki picks up the victory. Really good matchup. I give this matchup a three and a half out of five stars. We next get the Hot Shots, who is Cassidy O'Reilly, and he is teaming up with Chase Stevens. They go against AMW Wildcat Chris Harris, the Cowboy James Storm. AMW wins this match. It's pretty short, though, but it's fun. A lot of uh, crazy action jam-packed into about five minutes here. The Hot Shots, after the match, they attack AMW with uh, Cowboy James Storm's pistols that he brought to the ring. Uh, Ed Ferrara's on commentary saying that they're getting pistol-whipped in there. Crazy fucking episode of Impact. You, not Impact. It wasn't called Impact yet. It was just TNA, NWA TNA. The, the inmates ran the asylum. There was no security. The security was locked up in the back. You had pistol whipping in the ring. You had chair shots. You had craziness. Next, we got Apollo versus Brian Lawler. Apollo picks up the victory because Brian Lawler is taunting. After the match, Brian Lawler absolutely snaps, and he attacks Don West at ringside. Poor Don West. Don West can't get a break. He, he gives props to Puppet last week. He gets jumped. He, he tells Brian Lawler it's all good. He gets jumped. Poor Don West, you know, welcome welcome to the wrestling business, kid. Next, we got K-Crush. He's out. He says that he's no longer going by K-Crush. He's going by the truth. He says that no longer will he be held down by powers that be. He cuts this amazing promo about being held back. He says that uh, he's insinuating that he's being held back because he's black. Monty Brown comes out. He says that he disagrees. He says that he 
was given opportunities by the same powers that be backstage, and he left the National Football League to become a professional wrestler and did it on his own, and he's rising up the ranks. So he said, if you want something, just go out and get it. Monty Brown wants to fight the truth. Truth doesn't want to fight Monty Brown. Instead, he calls him a sellout and an Uncle Tom, which leads to a brawl between Monty and the truth to end this segment. We got a recap of the AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn craziness lately. They're the tag team champions who can't get along. Um, we have a sit down with uh, Mike Tanay, and AJ Styles says that he agrees with Jerry Lynn and he says that he wants to work with Jerry Lynn and he wants to be partners with Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn says that he maybe he snapped a little bit, but you know, 10 years ago he was in AJ Styles' position. So it seems like AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn are on the same page, and this is leading into their next matchup here. AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn defend the tag team champions against the Flying Elvises, the tangent of Jimmy Yang and Jorge Estrada. And this was a really good matchup. A lot of crazy, crazy, crazy spots in this matchup. Jorge Estrada and Jimmy Yang were very underrated in this era. They teamed up with Sonny Siaki, who was on commentary here. AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn were doing really well also. There was a spot at the end where Jerry Lynn got busted wide open due to the interference of uh, Sonny Siaki. Um, At the end here, though, AJ Styles has Jorge Estrada down, and he's going to go for the spiral tap. Instead, before AJ Styles can hit the spiral tap, Jerry Lynn gets the pinfall victory on Jimmy Yang, and AJ Styles looks pissed off, and he starts throwing a little hissy fit. And he leaves his bloody partner in the ring as he just walks away pouting because he didn't get his spiral tap in. And this is a continuation of the story here because AJ Styles, who just was presumably on the same page with Jerry Lynn, now is on the outs again. So we'll see where this goes, but really good storyline progression here between AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn. We next get a jive talking sit down segment by Disco Inferno. He's going to have a segment every week, an interview segment called Jive Talking. Disco Inferno really bigged himself up here like he's the, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. He's the biggest star in professional wrestling. He says he has a one loss record in his career, which is comical. Uh, Disco Fever here has, you know, he, he has a new hairstyle and he's just really bigging himself up. And starting next week, we'll have. Jive talking every week on Impact. So, woo, yay, I guess. We got next, Monty Brown teaming up with Elix Skipper to go against Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger, a tag team from the uh, ECW Dying Days, which, you know, it's funny because here we got Diamond versus Elix Skipper who end up becoming a tag team for Diamonds in the Rough. Johnny Swinger, who is still currently with the uh, Impact Wrestling roster, he reinvented his career here. And Monty Brown, who's just untapped talent. So this was a good matchup. I, I enjoyed it. it. It was pretty decent. Didn't last long, though, before Monty Brown picks up the victory with the Alpha Bomb with his partner, Elix Skipper. After the match, though, the truth attacks. He attacks uh, Monty Brown. And Elix Skipper's just standing there. And you would think that Elix Skipper would help his partner. But no, instead he doesn't. He nods to truth. There's some uh, cohesion here. Between the truth and Elix Skipper, and they walk away together. So Elix Skipper is going to be on that same time that Truth is on, and they're a, I guess, going to be a tag team going forward. They're a team here, or at least you know they're allies because Elix Skipper walks away with the Truth. He leaves his partner dead in the ring. 
Main event time, we have a submission versus ladder match where you could win the match either by submission or by ladder. And it is for the NWA world title, and it is Sabu versus Ken Shamrock. This matchup is really good. Like I said last week, I never thought I'd see Ken Shamrock versus Sabu. Um, I don't think it needed the stipulation, but it was a good matchup. They they meshed pretty well. I mean, they had some crazy spots, some innovative spots, classic Sabu spots, classic Shamrock spots. Um, I'm not dying to see them rematch, if that makes sense. But we don't get a clear victor here because at the end, Malice comes out. He attacks both Sabu and he attacks Ken Shamrock and he walks away. He climbs the ladder, grabs the belt, and walks away with the belt. So we don't get a victory here from any participant in this match. Instead, Malice walks away. He steals the belt. So what does this lead to next week? We have Jeff Jarrett suspended, but he's still trying to get into the building and cause a rampage. The world title has been hijacked by the Disciples of the New Church and Malice. Sabu is still the number one contender. He didn't get his uh, clear-cut match against Ken Shamrock. And Ken Shamrock has a target on his back with a 1,000 people coming after him. So this was a good episode of uh, TNA, NWA TNA, The Asylum Years. I give it a 3 out of 5 stars. I enjoyed it. A lot of crazy action. Really fun, though. Um... They, they've been definitely better for what I've seen the last couple weeks. The first two, three episodes were a little dull, but the last two episodes were really fun. So I'm excited to continue on with this show. I hope everyone tunes in tonight to NXT. Should be a very newsworthy and stacked show with some surprises. We have uh, William Regal's big announcement. We have the fallout of In Your House Takeover. We have the fallout from the Karrion Cross uh, world title match. We'll see who the new number one contender is. Maybe. Um, yeah, a lot going down tonight on NXT. So make sure you tune in. And make sure you tune in tomorrow here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast for all the news and notes coming out of NXT and a whole lot more. I hope everyone has a great day. Enjoy your day. Make sure you follow along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And also follow along now on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Download this podcast, rate, subscribe, review, leave us five stars. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Peace out, everybody. Stay positive. Stay humble. Stay happy. One love. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.